Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Kobe Brown fires again. He's feeling it, and he's going to the line. And another Mizzou three. This time it's DeGray. Hines, transition three. Missouri on a 10 nothing run. Fuck KU, fuck KU, indeed. Welcome to the Mazahcast. I know we just dropped one on Sunday night, but we're doing this again. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is my longtime brother, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum dums? Uh, the reason we're coming to you now, Colin, as you know, when we recorded uh, the SEC tournament, wasn't even over, nor was it the semifinal game we were watching. But all that has come to pass, and Selection Sunday came and went, and Mizzou is in the NCAA tournament once again. The bracket is out, and Mizzou is in the South region, and we're going up against Utah State Aggies, who are the 10 seed. Uh, they're 26-8. and eight. Colin, how do you, first of all, how do you feel about where Missouri was positioned, and how do you think we're going to do against this Utah State team, who I'm sure none of us knew about three days ago? Well, I'll say this. I'm shocked that we made the tournament based on the, what the computers think of us. Uh, they are not fans of Mizzou. I don't understand how computers work, apparently. Well, I, I knew uh, that going in before we talked basketball. Yeah, sure. Sure. But, uh, like, I was – because I was reading, uh, I think I was in the uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, that NCAA net rank is, like, 42nd. Um, yep. and, uh, but within the field of the tournament, it's 27. And we did just break in to the top 25. We're like 23 as of today. Yeah. Now that there were, we still don't outrank Tennessee. We have beaten twice. Right. But you know, there you go. I'm pretty stoked about it. I think it's a good draw. I mean, they're an experienced team. Everybody on the roster scores double digits. So they're kind of like Mizzou in that there's not a lot of, I don't know, greenhorns and they shoot a lot of threes and they shoot threes well. And so I, I don't like, I guess they're sort of a mirror image of 
Missouri in some ways, though I don't think they're as talented. That's right. They they definitely play a similar style of ball as our Tigers. The thing I'll say, you know, I think we came in as a seven seed. Interesting thing uh, with the net, you know, the Ken Palm or whatever. I think Ken Palm had us like at 51st, not just 42nd in mm-hmm. the net, but yeah. Ken Palm hated us. And mm-hmm. and the um, Aggies are coming in, or they're ranked 18th in the net. And I'm just like, the, this whole net thing has been crazy to me. I know that these stipulations and their schedule hurt us early, but man, like all we have done is win and win and win against good teams. The thing that gets me about this matchup with Utah State, I was watching the CBS show, the selection show, and I mean, they showed all the seven seeds and seven ten matchups, and they're like, who do you like for an upset in the seven ten game? And Jay Billison barely let the question get out of his mouth. He goes, I like Utah State. I like Utah State to beat Missouri. And it, to me, it was emblematic of how little respect anybody's had for this Missouri team. No matter what they do, no matter how much they win, no matter how much they give great teams good games, and no matter how our records stack up to other teams, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the stink of Kim Anderson or Conzo Martin that's stuck to this team or whatever, but nobody believes in us yet. And they're looking at Utah State as a possible upset in this matchup. And I don't see it, to be quite honest, Colin. I mean, I granted, well, I hope you got two teams that shoot threes a lot. And in those types of situations, anybody can win. I understand that. But, like, you just look at the records on who Aggie, the Utah State Aggies have played versus who we've played and how they've performed. And God damn, you have to think that we're a better team than them. I hope that uh, Gates uh, plays Jay Billis saying that on a fucking loop in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, until Thursday at twelve forty, because I think there could be a. There's always a chance that your team, you know, this team, a few players, Kobe Brown, Nick Honor, a couple others have NCAA tournament experience, but this is a group of guys that could get tight, and I think it would be nice to go into this game feeling like underdogs disrespected you know because you know missouri without a lot of ncaa experience and being the higher ranked team could sort of be in that situation where oh we've got a lot to lose and you know utah state has nothing to lose but it would be nice to flip that dynamic on its ear by saying hey everybody's picking utah state yeah so there's no reason to be tight boys just go out there and do you yeah. Well, I think it's worth mentioning that when I said that Utah State's record isn't that impressive. I mean, what got them into the tournament is two wins over Boise State. They've only had like five wins in quad one. There are quad, What the fuck difference does it mean with quad one wins? We could play 400 quad one games and it didn't seem to help us at all. And they played seven you know, quad one with, win games and they've won two of them, basically. And and then we've played a bunch and we, we haven't lost a single game. How did basketball game. become math? I, I don't know, but it is because of this fucking. I net. love basketball. I hate math. I know that's. I hate it too, Colin. But I mean, these quads and this net is how people pick the tournament team. So it has to be talked about. And then the thing that I'm happy about is, despite where we ended up in this fucking Terminator style, self aware. The fine bot is officially net. in charge of net. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I think, that's, I think it would make a lot of sense for Mizzou's disrespect within it. Yeah, the, the Terminator Skynet that hates Mizzou. Ultimately, it wasn't the deciding factor because if you took where Skynet thought we were, we uh, actually got seated a lot better. I was fine with a seven seed, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think you could have made a case for Missouri being a six seed, but seven's fine. And I think I was afraid we were going to end up as a nine just because of Skynet and the yeah. fine bot. The fine bot. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I think we had it was a very realistic fear. You know, all season long, no matter what we did, no matter who we beat, Skynet saw it as a negative. 
So we're not good enough that we can make expectations about like where we go to play, what, you know, what part of the country. Yeah. We got to go out to the West coast and play in California. That's fine. We're not a one seed. We're not a two seed. We're not a three seed. I, I think we're going to continue the analogy of Mizzou in the SEC being like the step kid who got moved in because his mom's got great tits. Awesome rocking tits. I think the NCAA tournament is like that guy's country club. And the step kid starts showing up at the country club pool his mom and her great rocking tits. Awesome rocking tits. Sure. And, but he's not a rich kid. He's just a, this, some some redheaded stepchild. And just like now the NCAA tournament is the country club looking at the rocking tits. Awesome rocking tits. Yeah. And this this stepchild and they're just like this kid just doesn't belong yeah this, this family doesn't belong he's got dried uh, snot on his cheek and nobody's wiping yeah it off. like i guess what uh, mizzou is oliver sadwell and oliver sadwell is the stepchild of the sec and the ncaa tournament and because our mom has rocking tits awesome rocking tits they have to let us pull side because of those tits you know what i mean but they don't yeah, like it well i mean he, they may she married a member, Britain. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what, are, what are they going to do? You know? He's got. They can't so, force him out just because they don't like him. No, that's right. But they can that's shit right. on him every chance they get. Yeah, for sure. You're like, listen, they whisper about Oliver Sadwell and his mom and her rocking boobage. Awesome rocking tits. Mm-hmm. Um, they may even pull his trunks down once in a while. <laughs> but they can't stop it. They've mm-hmm. got to let him in. Yeah. It's, because it's, Oliver, i.e. Mizzou, has earned the right to be there. That's right. Absolutely. No small part because of those great, great stepmama tits. Awesome rocking tits. Mm-hmm. Kansas City and St. Louis just bouncing around on her chest. Mm-hmm. They, they don't like us, but they want to grab those media markets and <laughs> jiggle them around. You know what I mean? Just oh, got to bury their face in those media markets. Oh, oh boy. And when it gets cold in those media markets, it's even better. Mm, you know what right. I mean? Um, yeah. Here we sit against Utah State, and uh, Jay Billis thinking that uh, we, we're going to get bounced. Obviously, I like Jay Billis generally, but I, I just I do not love that take. Well, I I like him too, but he's a guy in an area where he doesn't pay a lick of attention to Missouri and hasn't had any reason to over the last decade. And so why would he? But and and those yeah, guys, in fairness to him, and in fairness to him, all those guys got to pick up sets. None of them can go. Well, who do you like in this game? And they're like chalk. I'm going to go chalk all the way down. All one seeds. You know, they've got to pick up sets. And so we're bound to get picked by somebody. But honestly, the thing that scares you is how many threes Utah State shoots and how good they are at shooting them and how bad we are at defending the three. But the thing that gives me optimism is that they're not a great rebounding team. And Missouri's Achilles heel has not been fast teams necessarily. It's been good rebounding teams. And if, you know, if we can get second chances and prevent them from getting second chances, and guess what? And when you're playing teams that shoot a lot of threes, those are some oddball rebounds, man. You got a chance. We well, I think I think you. I would love to see, you know, Nick Honor and and East the second are uh, our point guards. But like just based on what I've been reading, Utah State the the, the straw that stirs the drink for them is their point guard, this yeah. Ashworth kid. He's like scoring almost seventeen a game, and I would I don't know enough about this kid to know if this would work. But I was like, from a matchup standpoint, I'd like to put somebody like Golston on him, somebody bigger and more physical. And if Golston can keep up with him, just make it really hard on that guy <laughs> by just giving him a huge physical body and kind of beat him up a little bit. And I, I could be totally off. I don't know enough about this, this kid to say if that would work, but that would be uh, my approach if I thought Golston could stay in front of him. Well, and as you mentioned, all these guys score um, on this Utah State team. So, 
I mean, disruption, I think, is key. But it, if you can make their lead score a non-factor and force the other guys to do it, I think that's a good strategy. I also think Missouri has been really good at creating turnovers, and Utah State has not been. And they are turnover-prone to some degree. We're going to have to shoot. We need Hodge. We need Hodge to be on, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. if, if we can shoot and if we can create some turnovers and land some boards – we have every reason to expect we're going to go into the second round the, of this uh, tournament, and that's some place we haven't been in a very long time. Yeah. Another thing I read is they have no bench. Like they've mm-hmm. got this group of players who all score in double digits and all have experience, but they don't have much behind that. And so uh, Mizzou certainly has the advantage there. I like to hear hey, it. Britain, let me ask you a question yeah. that is a real head scratcher, I think. Okay. Let's say Mizzou wins this game. Would you rather be matched up against number two Arizona or number 15 Princeton? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, can we just preface this, Colin, for the fans to know that I'm not a basketball expert? You know what I mean? Sure. Like a, sure. Um, well, football's kind of our jam, let's yeah. be honest. So we are talking about basketball, right? Because if it's, a, say, a debate club and it's mm. Princeton versus Arizona, <laughs> yeah, I might have, no. a, might have uh, a different. <laughs> yeah. No shit. You talk about the polar opposites. Yeah. Arizona or Princeton. Like yeah. one of the one's just bordering on a barber clown school. Yeah. And the other's Ivy League. Well, or if it's a wet t shirt contest. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it makes a difference. It makes it a difference what difference. school we're talking about. Now Arizona State mm-hmm. I would go with. That's where Mizzou's stepmom went to school. <laughs> Arizona State or Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I think from what we're little I do. Talking about Arizona. We are talking about Arizona, but I think Arizona State is Arizona. is the reason I bring up Arizona State is they are a, they're a school where I think the stepmom would have attended. I think they're most known sure. as a party school, and the T-shirts are pr- predominantly wet most of the time. But yeah, Arizona is not far behind basketball wise. They hand you one at it's at sign up yeah. when you enroll. <laughs> That's right. Well, they hand you the T-shirt, and then there's a guy with a bucket of water standing behind him. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, basketball wise, I think historically speaking from my calculations and you know, I've been doing a lot of math. The 15 sure. seed is usually a better way to go. But mm-hmm. if, but if we're going to play noted, Brennan noted, <laughs> but if we're going to play a two seed and we will be, uh, if we win on uh, Thursday, Arizona's not, I guess the worst matchup in the world. I'm, Here's the thing about this Missouri. Well, as a two college. seed, I just, I was, you know, from Arizona standpoint, at least I had to play Norfolk state. Cause I can tell you from experience, <laughs> That doesn't turn out great. No, Norfolk State's uh, it's uh, they're a dominant force, and we learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yep, that's right. But I, this is a Missouri team that I'm not really afraid of them playing anybody in the country. I mean, you know, we lost to Alabama, ended up being like an 11 point loss. But you know, honestly, we shoot better in that game. We're right in it. We're not. We're not miles behind. Yeah, if Dyer doesn't have diarrhea all over his <laughs> shoes. We're, that would definitely help. We. There's very few teams in this country right now that I think Missouri would get blasted out of the gym against. Uh, obviously, Kansas handed it to us at home, and that was mm-hmm. tough to watch. But it was a different team at a different time. I think we're. I much blame better the Antlers t- for that one because they didn't mention Kim Jong Un. Yeah. They didn't get the signage up. Yeah, they they didn't bring it home for us. That's true. I mean, to get to the Sweet Sixteen, we would likely play Arizona. We'd have to beat a, a number two seeded Arizona team to get there and I don't I mean it's not it's really not out of the realm of possibilities us beating them. I don't want to get in out of my skis, but I think I'm very confident going into this game against Utah State. I my biggest fear is like I said, Utah State just absolutely lighten us up from three and us being ice cold. It has happened. Yeah. It can happen. But this is a team where the exact opposite can happen too. We play a disruptive style of defense, even though we're not a great defense, we are a chaotic defense. 
And when this team gets hot, they get fucking blazing hot. And watch out, Katie bar the door. When I look at the matchup, honestly, I don't see an upset. I see Mizzou a double-digit win. And maybe I'm fucking way off, but I'm just like, I don't mind this matchup first and foremost. I I feel like we can run these guys out of the gym if things – you know, basically, if Hodge shoots, like they don't have any chance. I feel like that about basically every game. Like if Hodge is on, the, the team goes as Hodge goes. And if he starts fucking filling it up, everybody else seems to just feed off his energy, and we will – we are a tough out for any team. I think if at halftime either we're winning or we're within five, we win the game. I think what where we would get beat is if they go on this early run where we're down by 18 points in the 10 minutes in the first half, um, which has mm-hmm. happened before too. You know, some of Mizzou's losses have been that way where it just we just got because we get torched early and then have to claw our way back. And this is a team that can claw back, but I mean, I think if Utah State goes up early and big early then um, we're in trouble. But I think if we keep it close by halftime, we close out as a stronger, better, bigger team. And, you know, we are a team that knows how to make teams draw fouls. And if you, like you mentioned, they're, they're have a thin bench, then that that's going to play late too, you know? So I, I really like Missouri. And then we can talk about Arizona down the road or Princeton, you know, cause it could be Princeton. Yeah. Might, might be Princeton. The great thing now is Colin, we've made the tournament one win surpasses all of Conzo's, you know, we're the best season in years. Certainly we've already surpassed almost everything Conzo has done from our record to our in-conference record depth into the NCC tournament. One win in the tournament caps off. Every, Dennis Gates is automatically better than Conzo in every regard. We don't have to worry about the net. Is anybody anymore. making an argument that he isn't? <laughs> no, but, but we also don't have to worry about Skynet anymore. That's over with. The, yeah. You know, we're, we're put in That's the right. tournament. It's up to the team to decide yeah. now. Um, the Borg can no longer hurt us. <laughs> that's right. The Borg has to sit on the sidelines and watch. <laughs> yeah, the the meatbag humans are in charge and the computers are done, Colin. So one thing I wanted yep. to talk about about this game before we did sign off was that it looks pretty likely that Isaiah Mosley's done for the year for Mizzou and we just should treat him as like not part of this team anymore. And while I know it's verboten for people to even mention why. I think we're still asking questions as to why, but everybody seems to act like there's some serious health issues in the family, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But like, don't plan on Isaiah Mosley being on this team. And honestly, even more kudos to Dennis Gates for like having one of his best players really not be a factor. This could have easily turned into a Michael Porter Jr. situation where it craters things, but it didn't. Uh, The team played without him and played well. So um, they're going to have to continue. Yeah, it's so strange. It's so strange, and I just – I can't imagine – they'd have to be serious issues. I mean, because he's, he's there. You know what I mean? He's yeah. physically there. He comes out in warm-ups. He, you know, is – I just don't understand if he's there, why not play? I mean, it's he's hurting – or Gates or himself or their combination. Their, this this is a person who could make a lot of money playing professional basketball. Yeah. That's hard to do when you are not playing basketball. And I just – I don't know who – What's going on? Nobody does. It, there's and, and speculation abounds. But if I'm in this guy's circle, if I'm one of his family members, if I'm on my fucking deathbed going, buddy, I appreciate you holding my hand, but I'm going to fucking bite it. So why don't you get on the basketball court and go make some fucking money so the rest of our family can be taken care of? I don't understand why, if that is in fact the case. I just don't understand it at all. I wish they would give us some uh, idea what's going on just so assholes like me wouldn't sit on podcasts and have to speculate. That's where it sits. I mean, I, I think we just put Mosley aside for at least for this year and just look at the team going ahead because he didn't, he wasn't at selection Sunday. 
He hasn't dressed out for the last, I don't know, three games. It just doesn't seem to be a part of the team anymore. So um, here we head to California, Sacramento. I think we tip off. How did he play during the middle of the season, though? I don't understand. I, none of it makes any sense. And there's no answers to these questions, Colin. And most of the questions aren't being asked, so there's no point in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Just, well, Brendan, they've asked once, what do you want them to do? <laughs> so, you know, well, what do you want them to do? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, with the players who are there, I mean, we seem to be relatively healthy. We didn't show out against Alabama, but that's okay. We got a few days to prepare mentally. Am I right that if things align correctly, that we, Alabama is on our side of the bracket? We could theoretically, like, Elite Eight, Sweet, or maybe Final Four, that would be our matchup. Is that right? I mean, I haven't looked at the bracket. Yeah, no, that is right. Very closely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yikes. No, we're in the Bama bracket. So we would have to go through Bama again if we were to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, honestly, we Bama. want Bama. <laughs> we do want Bama because if we go, I mean, we wouldn't be facing Bama until. Um, the Elite Eight. That would be what gets us into the yeah. Final Four. That's yeah. that's where we'd like to be. You know, that's that, a, we could live with that. We yeah. could live with that. I hope that's a. Well, it's what I've said about uh, Drinkwitz, and I'll say it about Gates. It's like you want these guys to get picked off yeah. by blue chip programs because that meant that Mizzou has had a lot of success. Yeah. Well, it means one of two things. It means that you're either a 16 seed, which we're not, <laughs> or it means you went pretty deep into the tournament. Uh, you know, I think we're pretty bullish on the Tigers at least making it to the second round before they have to face Princeton, likely, right? Oh, yeah, pretty pretty decent <laughs> breakdown by us. I feel like pretty pretty like pretty good stuff for yeah. a football podcast. Yeah, I, that's right. And I want to know how many other podcasts or media outlets are really just predicting that big Princeton upset. Yeah, I don't, Brennan, I don't think a lot of people got on that limb. Mm-hmm. But we're just a lowly podcast. There's really nothing at stake for us. So we're, you know, and in their defense, they probably have a lot more skin in the game. We can... We can be bold about Princeton. Well, I think it's worth yeah, noting that there's there's nothing stopping either of these two teams from deciding that rather than playing a game of basketball, they drag a couple pulpits out there on the court and they instead have a debate club, you know, like a debate event. And then Princeton's really strong there, you know, over Arizona. And so factoring that in, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. So, all right, um, Colin, anything else you want to add before we uh, click this one off? Yeah, Brennan, I have one last thing. Okay. I, uh, we don't have Kansas news today. Uh, because we're lazy, but there is one piece of Kansas news that I just found out about today because that's how much attention I'm paying to the Big 12. Like, uh, apparently, Bill Self has a heart and it wasn't working properly. Well, we knew that it wasn't working properly, I didn't know that it was there. Yeah, he went to the hospital with uh, chest tightness and uh, balance concerns, I guess, last Wednesday and didn't coach the. Uh, final game against Texas for the Jayhawks in the Big 12 tournament. But apparently he's going to be back for the NCAA tournament this week. Brendan, this is going to probably be a controversial take. Okay. Balance issues, it, it, knowing that now, it makes me upset that he didn't fall over, strike his head on a curb, crack his skull, traumatically damage his brain, and die. Well, I know that seems a little harsh to some people. But to me, it just seems like what – should have happened. Well, I kind of, I, I know what you're saying, Colin, but what I was thinking is when he hit his Too head. Far? No, because when, it, when when you were talking about him hitting his head on the curb, I was thinking maybe a dump truck goes by and drops a, an old piano on his skull and basically curb yeah. stomps him after that. And then, mm-hmm. but, but he, he sort of bleeds out slow. 
It's going to be hard to do with a piano crushing your skull, but yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I don't know. we're going to be dealing hypotheticals here. I mean, we're, we're fantasizing, Brendan, so it's, let's not put parameters. Yeah, I want him to get crushed in the head with an old piano, but I also want him to bleed out slow. And I don't know how that you know medically happens. But that's what I want. Well, we didn't get our wish. No, nope. in fact, he got a, a heart catheter and two stents to put into what is apparently his human heart. Shocker, I know. This was a... We really should have uh, Caleb the Greek on here if we're going to talk about heart conditions. That's right. Caleb the Greek famously has a baboon's heart uh, in place of his own because he has yeah. what's uh, – he's got like a Bill Self. By the time he was 25, he had ruined his own. Yeah. Gravy and nacho cheese just jammed in every ventricle. Well, don't forget all the cocaine. Bro. And cigarettes. But uh, <laughs> anyway <laughs> – so, but yeah, um, we'll have to bring Caleb the Greek on to talk about Bill Self's Grinch style human heart later. But all right, yeah, I think that's a that's a show, and that's I guess that's Kansas news, as a matter of fact. I guess until Thursday, Colin M I Z Z O U. Some rocking tits. <laughs> <laughs>